Do you have goals for your life? Do you want to grow in God? Join me as we deep dive into real and relevant strategies that ignite you to seek God and slay goals. Hey, y'all. Get ready for a discussion about life, business, relationships, and more, all from a biblical perspective. And I'm your host, Felicia L. Henry. Hey, friends, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Again, I am always excited to be here with you guys to um, share information, to have guests on doing these interviews. And our guest for today, Miss Tiffany Poole, she is an entrepreneur. Um, and just really focusing on healthy habits, which, you know, as a part of Seek God's Lay Goals, our physical health is really important, not only just physical, but our health all around physical, emotional, spiritual. And so I'm excited to talk about this topic. The purpose of this podcast is to give you guys resources, information, but also so you can hear the stories of other um, women, sometimes men so that you can be encouraged, uplifted, and motivated in your own journey to keep going. So without further ado, let's go ahead and introduce our guest, Miss Tiffany. How are you today? I am good. How are you? I am great. I cannot complain. The weather is nice. You know, summer is on its way. So I have no complaints over here. Excited to get into this conversation. Um, one of the first things I always like to ask my guests is who are they, right? Because we we see people's bios online or we read them on social media, but who is Tiffany Poole? Yes, that is a great question. And what I always tell people first and foremost is that I feel like I am um, ever evolving, right? So as I grow and experience more, um, but at my core, I would say that I am a believer first, um, a black woman, a mother, a daughter, sister, aunt, you know, niece. Um, I am a lover of things that really allow me um, to live life well. And as as I mentioned, as I continue to grow um, and evolve, that that has really changed. Like, you know, what does living life well mean? And as I learn those things, the other part of me is, you know, what I would say I am as I would consider myself a healthy habits coach. And that kind of has evolved as well, because in the health and wellness space, we talk a lot about weight loss and um, numbers and things like that. And I have just learned that there is so much more to our overall health, our overall living life well, that goes beyond that. Um, And so that's kind of where the healthy habits coach uh, moniker came from, because I just really love, like it is my, my passion and my purpose to help other women do the same, to live life well. I love that living life well. And when I, you know, I followed your brand for some time and what I loved about it was the fact that it wasn't just talking about weight loss. It really was about building healthy habits and living life well. So talk to us about your business a little bit, women being well, what prompted you to start this particular business? Yes. So this business actually evolved as well. Um, years ago, like I honestly can't even track back how how long ago, 
Um, I've always been a, a creature of habit. I just learned early on. So I was a mom at a relatively young age. I had my son right after graduating from college. And so I had to have my stuff in order. You know, I was working, I was raising a child by myself. So habits became like golden for my sanity, really. And I learned that I was pretty good at organizing things and keeping things in order. So my first business was actually called Life in Order. Um, and it was kind of centered around like helping friends and family create order in their spaces and create order in terms of like how they plan their week and what things they prioritize. Um, but my profession, so my nine to five is in health and wellness. I'm an occupational therapist by degree. And that aspect really started to play a role in how I looked at um, the type of business that I wanted. And that prompted me to, you know, moving forward, probably like six or so years later, get my health coaching certification and really start to zero in on the health aspect of habits versus just keeping your spaces and things like that organized. And when I decided to like make my business a real thing, that's where the women being well came in at. Um, because for me, like I mentioned earlier, it was so much more than just me wanting to teach women like how to lose weight or um, like how to fit in a certain size jeans or whatever. I feel like we have enough of that in the health and wellness space. And I really wanted to focus on all of those things I was doing before, plus the health aspect and it turned into women being well. And I think it's important to note um, when you said that it was an evolution. I think sometimes when we start our businesses, uh, we started with one particular idea and we think this is going to be it. This is how it's going to be. But in reality, I've never really come across anyone or talked to any entrepreneur where where they started is where they ended up. And so, you know, for people who are starting businesses, I would say be open to the idea that you're your ideas are going to evolve and your business is going to evolve. Even in my um, my consulting business, I've just been talking about the whole idea of pivoting because sometimes we can get so caught up in just what we want to do and how we imagine things to be that we sometimes we miss our blessings when we don't evolve and go in, in a different direction. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, something you did mention, you said that habits when you first started just in your personal life, habits kept you sane. And I know for some people, just developing habits can be difficult, even just if you're trying to eat healthy or just even maybe starting a routine of prayer every day and being consistent in that. So what was it that kind of helped you to actually be consistent in um, creating and maintaining your habits? Right. So I would say a couple of things. The first thing was really getting clear on what was important to me in that season. Um, and so I love that you mentioned pivoting um, because likewise with, with businesses, with life as well, we have different seasons, right? So what's important to me um, in one season may be less important in a different season. And so I had to look at the season that I was in and I reassess this frequently, like even now, but looking at the season, what things are um, most important to me to prioritize in this season, and then making sure that 
the habits that I'm trying to adopt value that. Um, so that's first, you know, we, I think as women, sometimes we feel like we can do all things, um, you know, but the truth of the matter is you can't, like, there's only so many hours in the day, there's only so much of you, and we only have so much bandwidth, and so if you're trying to create habits in, you know, 10 different areas all at the same time, it's really a recipe for burnout and a sense of failure that's going to keep you from progressing forward anyway. Um, the second thing that I had to do is also sometimes something that can be difficult, especially if you consider yourself to be like a high achiever, is allowing room for flexibility and, and not necessarily hitting it 100%. And by that, I mean, so, you know, I could have a habit to say I'm going to work out six days a week. You know, that's my goal. If I'm not flexible in that, the first time I don't hit six days a week, I'm going to feel bad about myself. I'm going to start a cycle of negative self-talk and probably end up the next week not working out at all because I already feel like a failure versus saying, okay, my goal is to do six days a week. But if I don't hit six, it's okay. I'm just going to try again the following week. Um, and that's really the process for building habits, you know, starting small, not trying to do too much, and allowing room for flexibility, allowing room for grace really is what it is. These tips are so good. I'm over here. Y'all can't see me, obviously, <laughs> but I'm over here smiling like, yes, and I can identify with that because, you know, I am a high achiever, and sometimes I realize that I do try to do too much, and I got into a season where I just had to say, okay, Felicia, you can't do all the things like you just can't. So this podcast, for example, I wanted to uh, release episodes every week, all year round, but then the season in my life that I'm in now, I'm like, okay, you can't do that. That's just not a reality. And so I pivoted, I evolved a little bit. And so now we only do two seasons for, which are a couple of months each, and we release every other week. And, and it's, you're still able to do what you need to do, but you're not burning yourself out because that's where I was. I was at burnout. So I hope y'all are taking notes because this is this is good. So one is still we're still talking about these habits that support good health. Um, and you break these down into five pillars. So talk to us about what those pillars are and then what each of those pillars kind of mean. Yes, awesome. And if I could, before I do that, I want to touch back on something that you just mentioned, like how you pivoted with, you know, deciding like, okay, what does, what does success look like with my podcast, right? I thought that it looked this way, but now in this season, it looks that way. And I'm sure that you can probably say now you're able to show up more fully because you allowed yourself that, you know, that room. And I want to touch on that because again, when we talk about that failure piece, it's like, is your, is your goal to show up as much as possible? And this could be anything, or is your goal to, when you show up, be able to give your full self? And that's a huge, huge part of why, you know, the, the healthy habits part is so um, important to me for women to get, because it's like, we can be showing up in a million different places. And not only are we burnt out, like you mentioned, but also just not not doing it from a joyful heart, not doing it where we're giving our best selves 
because we're just spread so thin because we think that it has to look this way, you know, versus being able to show up fully and show up and actually be happy about showing up. Right. And you are so right. When I, before, when I was doing it, I used to dread doing these podcast interviews and I just was not excited about it. So you are absolutely right now. I enjoy it. And I'm like, yes, I get to, I get to do some podcast interviews versus I, I have to record these episodes. So you're totally right. Yeah. So, but the question that you asked me, so the five pillars, um, this had evolved as well. Like I actually, I didn't realize that I was categor- uh, like categorizing health into these things um, until I really looked at like, okay, what things am I doing that are um, supporting me in feeling my best? And when I looked at that, I realized that I was prioritizing my spiritual well-being. Um, and so I call that pillar spiritual grounding. Um, my sleep, right, which is often overlooked, especially in our society today, nutrition, self-care, and movement. And I those things, like they're in that order for a particular reason as well. So it's not just like, okay, those are five pillars, but you can kind of address them um, in any kind of order that you want unless you already have the ones that come before that um, in, in order. And so with spiritual grounding, you know, as I mentioned at the beginning, I'm a believer, I believe in God, but, you know, I would really say whatever your belief is that if you are not practicing that, you know, actually walking whatever that spiritual based thing looks like, if you're not walking that out, then that's the very first place that you need to start. Um, There are so many um, things coming at us, you know, in the world now. We are consuming things from, you know, every direction. And if we're not grounded in who we are and whose we are and what we're capable of, what things are of value to us, then it's going to be difficult to then move into that next step of, like I mentioned earlier, really prioritizing what's important to me right now. Um, Because it's going to be ever-changing and not based on who you are, but what the world says that you're supposed to be. And I find that a lot of times for women, that's, that's where the failure begins is because they don't have a very clear sense of who they are, who they're meant to be, what their purpose is. And so their habits are not in alignment with who they are called to be, you know? So it's like, now I wonder you're failing because you're trying to do something that's not even in your lane. Um, And so once you have that piece, you have a regular practice and that's gonna look different for every single person. So for me, as best as possible, I try to get up every morning. I get up earlier than what I need to get up because I don't want to set myself up for failure, like rushing. And I have my quiet time, you know, so I make my coffee. I read through, you know, whatever I'm reading in the Bible. I may add like a devotional in with that. And that's my time. My house is quiet. It's still, that's my time to connect with God and really um, be still and listen to him, um, get instruction on how I need to move that day. So that's my regular practice with that. After that, we move into sleep. 
you know, so are you prioritizing sleep? And I would add to that rest as well. Um, you know, do you have a consistent bedtime? Are you waking up with enough time to actually start your day at a pace that allows you to not feel anxious about anything? Um, you know, and really looking at what that looks like in terms of maximizing your rest, because without proper sleep, you know, if say we're just talking about the weight loss piece, I could, you know, do a whole talk on this, but without proper rest, your body releases certain hormones and suppresses certain hormones that make it nearly impossible for you to lose weight anyway. So even if your goal is just weight loss, you're like all this other health stuff she's talking about doesn't matter to me. Um, just the weight loss alone can be hindered without proper rest. But then when we talk about stress management, when we talk about decisions that we make and all of those sorts of things, um, without proper sleep, we tend to manage stress more poorly. We tend to make decisions that are not necessarily in line with what we want to do because we're exhausted. You know, So that sleep part is, is really, really important. Um, and so after those two areas, we move into nutrition. We all know nutrition is important for many, many different reasons um, in terms of supporting not only your physical health, but your brain health, um, and really not, not getting so much into like calorie counting and things like that, which I do have clients that that's a goal of theirs is to like track things because their goal is to lose weight, but just having a good understanding of how your body uses food so that you're not following these arbitrary rules that someone else told you you should follow in terms of how you eat. You know, when they don't know you, they don't know your body, they don't know your goals, your lifestyle or anything like that. So when you have a better understanding, then you're able to make better um, decisions versus relying on someone to make those decisions for you. And then we move into self-care, which is important because again, our goal is to show up fully. And I know sometimes um, there's like this saying like, oh, you can't uh, pour from an empty cup. And I can't remember what I read. It was a, a long time ago though. And it said, and, you know, let's stop saying we can't pour from an empty cup. Let's start saying we can only pour from an overflow. And so my cup should always be full. I should always be making sure that I'm taking care of myself. And whatever spills out is then what I have to give to the people around me um, so that we're not constantly in this cycle of being depleted and then having to get filled back up, being depleted again, so on and so forth. You know, So making self-care a regular practice, not a response to you being depleted. And then last but not least, we have movement. So once you have all of those things, now you have the time and space to say, okay, when can I exercise? What does that look like for me? Does it mean that I'm just gonna take a walk every day? Do I wanna get into a specific type of training? Um, but really looking at movement as a form of celebrating what your body is able to do versus punishment for what you ate or the size or shape that you are or, um, you know, trying to look like someone else, like, you know, there's like this hashtag body goals kind of thing or whatever, but really just honoring your body by moving it because that's what your body really desires, you know, is to move. We were created to move. 
Um, so those are the five pillars and kind of why they're so important in how I approach health and, you know, teach my clients to approach their health that way. Wow. That was so golden. So much good information in that. And I'm not, I'm not even going to follow up too much on it because it was just really good as it is. Um, but I did want to, first of all, I love the fact that spiritual grounding is like the first thing is the foundation and how you said everything kind of builds upon it. And it's, it's true. You know, that's the same for see God slay goals. You know, our thought is you have to seek God first before you go out and do all these other things or are even capable to show up to do these other things. And so I love that spiritual grounding. And then the fact that you focus on sleep and rest in the midst of a culture that is telling us that we shouldn't be sleeping or team no sleep and all this craziness. I absolutely love that. And then when you said, you said that my cup should always be full that is just a major mindset shift that I think a lot of us um, need to have because we are thinking of it from a negative perspective. But if, if our cup is always full, then we're always capable and we're always able to give. So I absolutely love all of that, guys. Just, just get connected with Tiffany. We'll share her information at the end so y'all can live well because we need this in our lives. We need this in our lives. So I do want to shift gears a little bit um, in your bio. We didn't read it, but one of the things that you said in your bio was that obesity was something that was the norm in your family. And we know that sometimes breaking generational cycles can be difficult. So why did you want to do something different for yourself? And what did that process actually look like for you to break that cycle? Right. So the first, I'll be honest, you know, because we'll be super transparent here. It initially started out, I was probably like 16, 17, you know, um, and noticed like, wow, like every woman in my family, like I feel like they turn 30 and all of a sudden start gaining weight and they just never lose it, you know? And, you know, at the time, I think we all have a little bit of vanity at that age. Um, I was a major red and, you know, that sort of thing. So it definitely started from a vain point. Like I am not going to be fat when I'm 30, like it is not getting ready to happen. <laughs> and, um, then, you know, after I had my son, it became more of a, okay, you know, of course I put on weight, you know, after having a kid and I started doing things. I wouldn't say that were bad, you know, but definitely hopped on that diet trend, you know, like back then, like South Beach diet, Atkins, like all of those things were really popular or whatever. Um, but then my grandmother had a stroke and thank God, like she's alive and well and kicking in, like we're planning a trip to Europe next year. Like she's doing really well, but it scared me. Um, and then my mother had some health issues and same, she's well and alive now. Um, but it started shifting from like, okay, what my body looks like to, okay, we could either continue a trend of, you know, women who are obese and, you know, suffering strokes and all of these other um, health issues that prevent them from, living and functioning the way that they want to and being here for their families, or I can look 
beyond what I look like and really start to focus on all of the habits that will allow me to be here for my son, to be here, you know, God willing, when he has children. Um, and it really just became one of my core values, like something that I was not willing to budge on, like even if people would, you know, initially like make fun of me for what I ate or how I ate or the fact that I was so into fitness and, you know, exercising and things like that, like it didn't matter to me because I was determined that, that it would stop, you know, that it would not go beyond me. Um, and I feel like I've been successful at that, not only with me seeing the, the choices that my son makes, you know, he's now 17 and he doesn't know what it means to be inactive. Um, and it's not that we've not ever, you know, had snacks and candy and treats and all that kind of stuff. I'm not that, you know, strict, but he knows what it means to have a balanced diet. He knows what it means to get proper rest, to drink water, to, you know, we're very open about mental health, um, about spiritual health and things like that. And I feel like in, in not only has it trickled down to him, but it's spread out. You know, now it's not a thing for our family to have a conversation about exercise and health and eating right. And my parents, you know, I mentioned earlier, they live in, um, well, I don't know if I mentioned it, might've been before we started recording, but my parents live in Florida and they have a gym, you know, in their home. Like they turn one of the rooms into a gym and my parents are almost 60, you know? So it's, it's something to be said about you making the decision that something is going to stop with you. You know, you never know the, the ripple effect of that one decision. Yeah, I love that you mentioned this ripple effect um, because that is really part of the, the reason for being healthy in all of these area of areas of your lives is then, okay, if you are healthy in your whole, then all of the people around you, you know, you should be some type of influence to them to help them to become, you know, healthy and whole as well which is a positive thing for, you know, our lives and society. So I love that you mentioned this, um, this trickle down effect that happened because of your own, your own decision, right, to, to break this habit or this, this generational habit that you saw in your family. So I absolutely love that. And then also when we're thinking about living well, I know specifically for women, sometimes the idea of boundaries can be a challenge for women. And I know this is something you talk about a little bit. So how can women begin to set these healthy boundaries in their lives? Yes. So I love boundaries, okay? (laughs) Um, There's there's a book that I've read and there's a book on my radar. Um, But the book that I read, I believe it's by like Henry Cloud or something like that. But the name of the book is Boundaries. And I love this book because it, especially, so from a a Christian standpoint, so for people who consider themselves to be Christians, I believe that sometimes boundaries can be even more difficult because we are taught to love your neighbor and to give and, you know, to be the hands and feet and all of those things are wonderful. Um, But in that, I think that we miss the point of there are many, many times in the Bible where it talks about Jesus 
getting away from the crowd and being still and being alone or telling people to say, I'm staying here, you keep moving forward, I'll catch up to you or vice versa, I'm going to go, I'll send for you, you know, when I'm ready for you. Um, It's like, we talk about those things that I mentioned first, but then people don't talk about that part. And so when you start to realize that, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm moving in a way, I'm functioning in a way that doesn't quite feel good to me, you start feeling guilty about telling people no or, um, or telling people, you know, that's not for me or I can't help you or whatever the case may be. But what I found out was for me, at least personally, is that it, it started making me be resentful really about the things that I was doing, you know, and, and number one, that's just not me. Like, I love people. I love my friends. I love my family. Like we just had a visit with each other. We went to Florida and I was, you know, telling my parents, like, you know, I just can't really relate thank God to conversations where people are like, oh, you know, my family is coming up or, you know, whatever, because I truly love my family. Um, And so when I started feeling resentful about spending time with people, doing things for people is when I realized like, okay, something is, is out of alignment and really started exploring like what healthy boundaries, you know, mean. And so I would say if, if you're struggling with setting boundaries, First and foremost, know that, you know, boundaries are just how we function. Like literally from a biblical standpoint, there have always been boundaries. There have been physical boundaries about what territories we should, you know, be in and then not move moving over into this territory. Boundaries about how we're supposed to function, what days we're supposed to rest. And, and ultimately, I think if you approach boundaries from a standpoint of it gives you an indicator of how you want to show up, how you want to function, and then allows you to communicate that to other people so that they can understand what to expect from you and what your expectations are from them. And I feel like, you know, when you're when you're doing that, then it's a win-win situation. And I always tell people, um, you know, when we're having conversations about boundaries is that generally the people who don't appreciate or accept your boundaries are the people who lack boundaries and that's that's their issue that's not your issue you know but for people who have their own boundaries they usually understand like okay I get it like you don't have to apologize for saying that you can't come to this or that you can't do that because I have my own boundaries as well Listen, that was just a whole word and a half about (laughs) boundaries and I hope y'all got it Boundaries are a blessing. That's all I'm going to say. And we could literally do a whole episode about boundaries. We could do a whole episode about a lot of the things we touched on a lot today um, because it's just so much more to dig deep into. But I hope that this conversation really just kind of opened your eyes and even your heart to desiring to live well. And so I want to encourage you all to get connected with Tiffany. So share with us if you have anything coming up, how people might be able to get connected to you or stay in touch. Absolutely. So I have a, so my website is healthcoachtiffany.com. That is the first place that people can connect to me. So when you get to that homepage, there is a contact information box where if you enter your email address, you will get my 
um, guide. It's like the go-getter girls guide. And that guide really just touches on some very simple habits that you can start adopting versus constantly chasing diet. So that's kind of like my mantra. Like I help women of color ditch the diet culture mindset. And so this guide is going to help you do that. But once you go to the website and after you put your information in there, you can click on my wellness shop at the top and it has all the ways that I can, um, that you can connect with me. I do a um, healthy habits challenge. Um, I haven't quite decided if I'm going to be doing it every month, but I just finished, like wrapped up the last one not too long ago. I have a nutrition 101 class that you can, you know, click on so that you learn more information about that and know when the next one is being held. And I also am launching a membership. And so you can click on that and learn all the details. So definitely many ways to connect. I tell people, regardless to where you are in your journey, that there is a way for us to connect so that you can be met right where you are. Absolutely love it. And we will link all of that in our show notes I'm just so, I feel so full right now and I'm excited to even just go about my day just to live well. And so thank you, Tiffany, for being um, just that encouragement and to all those who will listen, I hope you are encouraged as well. Thank you all for tuning into this episode and I'll see you in the next one. Thank you so much, Felicia. This was a absolute joy to do on a Saturday morning. Thank you for tuning in to the Seek God Slay Goals podcast. Stay connected with us on Facebook and Instagram at Seek God Slay Goals.